Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome! I am your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and today we are going to hear a story about the adventure that can happen when you follow your heart. Our guest is Carolyn Rathbun, a life and business coach, writer, and copywriter, and the mother of two young adults. As a coach, Carolyn helps people create a life and business where happiness becomes their measure of success and their hearts lead the way. She spent a lifetime living in Toronto, Canada, but recently gave up her home and almost all of her belongings to follow her own heart and embark on a lifelong trip to travel the world. Carolyn's world tour has only just begun, and today we have the honor of speaking to her and to her heart as she is on her journey. Carolyn, welcome to the campfire. Thank you so much, Scott. I'm so grateful to, and, and excited to talk talk with you today. And I love your podcast. I've listened to a number of the episodes so so far, and I'm going to listen to all of them. Um, I used to do a lot of camping with my family as as a kid, and the campfire was one of my favorite parts. So I'm so excited to be at the campfire with you. Oh, thank you so much, Carolyn. Yeah, it's so fun to sit around the fire and just share stories. And that's, uh, that's what we're going to do today. But boy, you are on a journey and it has just been so fun to watch. I got to ask and for the listeners, where are you today? Today, I am in Lisbon, Portugal. I've been um, on this journey, as you said, I gave up my apartment, I gave up almost all of my belongings. And five and a half months ago, mid-August, this is now near the end of January, um, I've been traveling and just following my heart and seeing where it leads me. Five months so far. Yeah, five and a half, almost six. Yeah. So can you, uh, can you, can you take us back? Where where are some of the places that you've been over the last five months? Oh yeah. Well, I started in London and it was at the time when Canadians still had to quarantine. So um, I spent, you know, 10 days in quarantine when I landed and then um, some time in London. And then I went, that's sort of really when my trip started as after London. Well, no, it started in London too. (laughs) Um, The big journey for me, I think really started in Wales. I had actually been planning a trip to go to Wales uh, just before the pandemic started Mm -hmm. so it was still i was still wanting to go and i was in my head questioning whether the timing of that was right because i wanted to go in the spring or the summer and this was now almost october but it still felt right and the more i was in my head trying to figure out where to go i just couldn't couldn't plan it so once i went into my heart and thought where do i really want to be and it became go back to you know the original plan of five weeks in wales doesn't matter where it all fell into place. So I did five weeks in Wales. I rented a car, drove all over <laughs> Wales, yeah. stayed in a number of various accommodations, some really cool accommodations. Then I went to um, Leeds, and then I went to uh, north of Scotland near Inverness uh, in, in Finhorn. And then I went to Birmingham, 
stayed six weeks in the Cotswolds and then back to London for the holidays and then to Portugal for New Year's. Yeah. And some of these places have just been like lifelong dreams for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Wales, I, I it kind of been in the back of my mind, I guess, a little bit. But what really got me thinking about Wales is I watched this program called uh, Cabins in the Wild on Netflix. And it was, I love architecture. I love clever design. So this was a, a design show about tiny homes and it was a co design competition. They had to build these tiny homes on trailer beds and they had to be able to be transported on the roads in Wales, which are not big roads. And they all had to have something to do with Wales. So they were all placed somewhere within Snowdonia National Park. And it was so incredibly beautiful. I knew I had to go there. And in fact, I looked up, can I stay in one of these <laughs> homes that were in the show? And I ended up finding one that had been purchased by someone and it was put in the most beautiful location. And I spent nine nights in this tiny home oh, on the wow. top of the hill looking at Snowdonia National Park. And um, if you watch the show, it's called The Slate Cabin beautifully designed. It had everything you could wish for in a home and, and the view was outstanding. Um, I've stayed in a, re, a refurbished cow shed. Um, a I refurbished in, cow shed. Yeah. This, this couple had bought a farm and they were refinishing all the outbuildings. Oh, and yeah. this was incredible. This, you know, definitely could have lived there. It had, it had, it was a luxurious accommodation. <laughs> it used to be a wow. cow shed and they yeah. kept enough of the original features that you knew you were in this uh, what was formerly a cow shed um, another place that had great views i stayed in a place um that was a shipping container it's two shipping containers put together it was originally made into a hostel four bedroom two bathroom open kitchen living dining room i had it to myself i stayed in somebody converted their garage into a really cute cottage i was six weeks there and I've stayed in B&Bs and I've also done some house sitting, which you look after someone's house and their pet and you stay for free. So I've done that a couple of times. Too. Carolyn, how, how are you finding these? You're very unique places. Um, how are you finding these pl these places and, and getting connected with uh, with the owners to be able to, to stay for such long periods of time? Uh, a couple of them have been Airbnb. Okay. Um, some of them. It, it, it's again, it's, it's following my heart and it's just finding like, where can I stay in Wales? And there was a, 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 a website called Best of Wales. And so I found the, um, the, I found some of them there and I just, you know, other accommodations were just, you know, just searching Expedia or whatever, you know, it just seemed to come up. And when, but I always listen to my heart and whenever I get a yes, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going there. And, and, and I've been testing myself so many times, like, how, like the, the little cottage I found in the Cotswolds um, was the first one that came up on Airbnb when I decided on what area I was going to. And I thought, well, I'm not going to pick the first one. Maybe there's something better. So I, I spent probably a couple of hours looking at all these sorts of cottages in the Cotswolds, but that was the one I kept thinking about, but it's not like that. So, yeah. so I ended up going with the very first one I saw. So I got, I got quite friendly with the woman who owned it. And she was telling me she hadn't had that cottage listed for six months. She had hurt her foot and she listed it the night before I saw it and I booked it for the month. And then I would decided I want to stay another couple of weeks. And I looked online and, and December was booked. So I thought, oh, I guess I can't, but I thought I'll just ask her. And she said, no, I've just decided not to book it over Christmas. So yes, please stay another two weeks. So, wow. <laughs> you know. 
that was one of, there's just been so many serendipities along the way. Yeah, ser serendipities. Yeah. And, and you also, you said that you've been testing yourself. I'm curious if you could elaborate on what you meant by that. Well, it's, it's my head. It's me getting in my own way. You know, it's kind mm -hmm. of, um, you know, thinking, is this the best idea? And, and, and my heart feels like my soul is just going, okay, we, we've shown you, but, but if you want to do your due diligence, go ahead. And I, and I come back to my original plan, which was, and I, so I'm getting to the point more and more is just like, just, just listen to your heart. <laughs> It's so funny. I love that you said, okay, if you just want, if you feel like you need to do your due diligence, it's like your heart giving your head permission to do what it needs to do, but your heart knows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's, it's even, you know, deeper than my heart too. Like, I think your heart is the doorway to your soul. So I think it's, you know, my soul voice, my inner voice, my inner wisdom coming through my heart, but it feels aligned with my heart. Yeah. And, and every time it feels like the right place to go. Yeah. And I feel like when it's time to leave and, and I've loved every place I've been, um, you know, like the saying home is where your heart is. Like, yes, it, I follow my heart to the place. It feels fantastic while I'm there. And then it feels ready to go. And it's like, Oh, I'm so glad I had that experience. I got to have this place as my home for a little while. And now I get to go somewhere else. Um, and I know that I'm sort of, you know, deciphering when it comes time to get my own place whenever that will be i'll have pulled all these ideas from from everywhere i've stayed to create something interesting yeah and so you're five and a half months on the road and this this is trip has been largely unplanned it's, it's largely been used yeah. as following your heart yes i have no idea when i'm coming home going home um no idea if i'll go home for per permanently um, I have no idea how long I'll be gone. Um, it, I have no idea where I'm going next. Like, you know, I landed in Lisbon um, and I mean landed, I took a taxi. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I was in another part of Portugal, not far from here. And I came to Lisbon two days ago. And at first I thought, you know, one week and, and I kept hearing this nudge, you know, make it two, make it two. And, you know, yeah, I'm gonna extend for two weeks. After that, I have an idea of where I think I want to go. I've felt into where I want to go. But again, when I was trying to find accommodations, that it was getting a little tricky. So I think it was I was meant to be here for two weeks, not one, which is why I wasn't figuring that part out. So it's really, it's really step by step. I really don't have a definite plan, which is strange for me because years ago, I was someone who planned things to the T. I think it's strange for a lot of people. It's uh, because it's, I mean, it's, it's incredibly inspiring, but also just like this idea that, you know, you've already been gone for five and a half months and you just said yourself that like, you don't know when you're going home. And so like yeah. I, the first thing, and I had actually, cause I, you and I have known each other for a couple of years now. And uh, I, so just to backtrack a little bit, like what's so cool about this is that you and I first met in a mastermind group. Um, about redefining what it means to be a success. And, uh, and so we spent a lot of time, a lot of it was like spiritual work, trying to redefine like what, what it means to be successful. But from, from day one, when I first met you, you were talking about this dream that you had to be able to travel the world. And it was something that you were kind of starting to prepare for. And then COVID hit and the whole thing got derailed for about a year, but it's just, like for me, it's so cool to see that you've been able to like, you know, endure some some struggle in getting here, but now you're like on this trip and you're doing it. 
but you're five and a half months in and you know, I think my question, like, I love, love, love to travel. Um, but there's always, when I'm on a trip, there's always this sense of like, at some point I'm going to go home and yeah. you're on this sort of extended trip. So I'm kind of curious, like, what is home? You, you've sold your home in Canada. What, what, what is home? Yeah. Home is everywhere I land, like everywhere my heart tells me to go. Like I was saying, it just feels like home. When I was in the cow shed, it was like, oh, I could live here. And I was like, wait a minute, I am living here. Yeah. This is home for right now. This isn't a holiday. This is my life. And that took me uh, uh, probably a couple of months to really get into my system, like especially when I was in London, because I'd been to London a couple of other times. I had to keep reminding myself, I'm not going home. Like, So what does home what, what's my definition of home now? It's become home is where my heart is. It is, it is every location I go to feels right in that moment. And then I, it feels right when it's time to move on. Like I've said, I extended the little cottage. I would thought I would, you know, a month would be good there. But when I got there, I thought, no, I'm not ready to leave yet. So two more weeks felt great. And then the next place fell into, into place. And it's just been this journey of more and more and more trusting my heart, trusting my inner wisdom, trusting that I am always supported and everything will always work out. Can you, can you talk about like what that feels like, like the emotion and the, and the feeling involved with like developing that sense that you truly are home right where you are? Yeah, that took a long time <laughs> to yeah. get to this place. And it was baby step after baby step. And it was working through fear. It was a lot of a lot of working through the what ifs you know what if what if i'm lonely what if what if i get sick what if i get hurt what if i run out of money you know all the all the what ifs so when i had answers to all those things so what's the worst thing that could happen what would i do and then once i figured out all those kinds of things and then it got to well maybe i'll try this for two years and then when that felt good in my body i thought well the truth is i'd rather do more than two years so what if I did it for three years and then that felt good? Well, what if I did it for five years? And then when that felt comfortable, it was like, well, why do I have to put a time frame on it? Yeah. And then I think the final piece was I don't have to have a plan. Like if at any point in time I want to come home, I just come home. Like there's, I don't have to stick to anything. And, and you know, there's a number of things I've done to help me get comfortable with listening to my heart and my intuition um, and that's a lot of that started the first trip I took, which was uh, right after I separated from my husband. And I thought, I have waited my whole life to travel. I am not waiting a second more. And, um, you know, I had been waiting for the right time. I'd been waiting for the right person. You know, I'd waiting for the enough money, you know, you know, all the things we wait for that we use as excuses. And I'm not waiting for, for a minute more. And I w went five weeks to Italy. The first two weeks, a good friend of mine came with me. The next two weeks, I had booked a pottery course in a little tiny town in the middle of Italy with an American teacher, and I knew there'd be American students, so I knew I wouldn't have the language barrier, but I would be with people who had similar interests. And we had some excursions and some free time. And then the fifth week, I was on my own. So. In each of those, there were sort of baby steps. With my friend, it was you know getting comfortable being in another country and having someone with me to figure out the train system. And then in the pottery course, it was, you know, who am I navigating the world 
on my own. And that was a taste of that because I'm a very, uh, I'm an introverted person and at the time, very shy. Um, and I've, I've grown out of that as well, the more I've come in back into myself. And then the final week though, that was a lot of learning, really starting to hone my intuition and, and following trips too. And I'd go on my own. I've done a lot of solo travel. I traveled a lot with my daughter. I've traveled with my some family, my son. Um, but when I'm on my own, that has been a real teacher as far as helping me hone my intuition. Like I remember one time I was walking down a, a little town in Italy, going down the cobblestone streets mm -hmm. and something in my gut, intuition, instinct, whatever said, don't go down that road. And I didn't question it. Like so often we question that right. kind of thing. We talk ourselves out of it. And I just like, okay, I have no idea what was down that road. It doesn't matter. I was just, okay, I'm going to go this way. And, um, you know, that's been a big teaching of a learning experience for me. And I, and I'm so in tune with that now that, um, that I just trust it. Yeah. It sounds like you're like literally being guided by your own intuition. And that's, that, it sounds like that's, that's something that you've had to develop. I love that you talked about the baby steps and the fears that you had to overcome. And I want to, I, cause I'm going to go back to four things that you said and see if we could check off each one for people listening, because I think those four fears are the same four fears that every one of us is going to have. You said, what if I'm lonely? What if I'm, yeah. what if I get sick? What if I run out of money? What if I get hurt? And you said yeah. through baby steps, you've worked your way through each one of those. What was the key? I think it's like, so what if I did get hurt? What if I got hurt? Are people just going to walk past me on the street? No. Uh, you, know, yeah. um, you know, I'm able to have conversation. Most people in Europe speak English, so yep. someone's going to be able to hear you. I have been sick. I have been hurt on holidays. I've gone to the doctor in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I've, I've been wounded my leg got scratched up i was looking down when i, I was looking up when i should have been looking down and i yeah. stepped off a curb and scratched open my leg uh, you know it, it's kind of working through so what if so what if i run out of money and and you know um have nowhere to live well i have loving family someone will take me in even if i have to couch surf for a while yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, i have skills that i could come back and get a job so okay so that's not so fearful anymore what if i feel lonely well, then I, you know, join a group and, you know, <laughs> uh, meet like-minded people. And that's, that's an interesting thing too, because I don't feel lonely. I, I've gotten to a place where I'm so comfortable in my own intuition, in my own inner self, and knowing that I always have the answers, that I don't feel alone. I always feel guided. So I don't feel lonely. Um, I think being, feeling alone and feeling lonely are two different things. And I don't, feel lonely. There's occasions where I think, you know, it'd be nice to be sharing this experience with somebody, Right. but you know, I've got friends that I talk to and share yeah. the experience that way. I've got friends who are talking about coming over to meet me at different places. So I'm, you know, I've got this core group of friends where I'm like, okay, I'm going here next. Anybody want to join me? And with COVID it's more difficult, but I think once things open up a little bit more, I've got two friends right now who are saying, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so I think that's going to be really fun guess what? You're sharing your experience with us right now. So this, exactly. <laughs> this yeah. is fantastic. And, and also for those listening, because, you know, you are a life and a business coach. So this is, you know, you're, you're doing your work as you go. So it's, it's not yes. like you're just on an unlimited holiday where there's no income. Like 
this is you're you're making it happen as you go. Right. And right from the beginning, when when I started my business, I, I got to the core of what do I really want my business to look like? And I knew it had to travel with me. And part of those baby steps were t- I would travel five to six weeks every spring and every fall, and I take my business with me. And on those, on those occasions, because it was a limited time frame, and we could move a little faster when we traveled, I would you know spend a couple of days in each city, move to the next one, and. The majority of my clients are in North America, so it works out beautifully to be here. I can explore all day, be back at five o'clock and it's noon Eastern. So that worked out really well. Now, because this is my life and I'm not on the go all the time, I don't have to be on the go. I'm finding that spending a couple of solid days working and then three days just focused on touring, that's working well. I also don't, because I'm a woman traveling alone, I also don't tend to go out at night. So that's often when I'll do some work or post things on social media or something like that. Yeah. And and in terms of the baby steps, like I think you said something that's really helpful. You said that, you know, you didn't just sell everything and go like you actually had some kind of smaller experiences to essentially prove to yourself that you could do this. You said you took like a five week trip and brought your business with you on that five week trip. So, you know, and even for some people, five weeks might even seem daunting. But like the point is, you could start with a weekend, then you can start with a week and then you can go to five weeks. And, you know, it's like kind of building up that muscle. And now here you are like, essentially on an indefinite like working trip which is just i mean so many people have that dream and you're living it yeah 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 it's a lot of fun i do have to of course you know stick within governmental guidelines and things like that for instance i'm just here as a tourist i don't have a visa for any particular country so um i'm not sure if you're familiar with the schengen zone um in case your listeners aren't it's basically europe plus a few other countries and you can only stay a collective 90 days within a consecutive 180. So basically three months out of six. So I have to stick within that. I would love that rule not to be there. And I would just stay in Europe and definitely moving around, but I am going to have to hop in and out. So there are guidelines that I have to follow in that regard. But that's, you know, if that's what I have to do to do this, then I'm okay with that. And maybe at one point I'll decide to get a visa and stay some stay somewhere. Sure. Well, you called this a world tour and I am just curious. I got so many of the things I want to get into with you, but uh, what, what other countries are on your list or, or even continents? Pretty much every European country. Um, I would love to go to um, Croatia, Australia, um, Slovenia. It looks really interesting. I'd love to go to Russia. Mm-hmm. That one I would probably do on a tour. I would love to go to New Zealand, um, Bali at some point. Like just wherever. Like it just it's just going to be fully heart led. You've got some time ahead. I've got some time, and that's the other thing. I'm slow traveling, so doing this during COVID, yeah, is. I'm able to do it because I'm going really slowly and I'm staying, I've decided that at this point, at least I may change my mind or my heart may change my mind. Um, I'm going to stay three months in one country. So I'm not having to test every few weeks to get on a plane to go somewhere else. So yeah. And I also have England was fantastic. They, they were giving away for free the rapid flow tests. So I was testing two times a week. I would test anytime I was going to move from one town to the next because I didn't want to bring anything with me. So that's been a lot of like great peace of mind yeah. to be able to travel knowing I'm not 
contagious. Yeah, and that's a, and that's important yeah. in in the in yeah. the world that we've got today. Carolyn, yeah. uh, I'd like to go back to sort of what sparked all this because you've had so much growth. Like you're on this amazing trip, and you're in in such a good place, and you're being led by your heart, and and all of that is you know that's been developed, and that's something that has grown inside of you. Um, but certainly, something like this usually is it, it starts somewhere, right? So I kind of want to call, I want to talk about that call to adventure. And if I can, I, I was checking out your website and uh, your coaching practice website and, and right at the very top of the website, it says in the span of three years, my kids both moved out, my marriage ended, my mother no longer knew me and my father died. Every role I identified with was completely gone or drastically different. Who was I now? I felt utterly lost and very alone. Carolyn, that's powerful stuff. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, that um, that span of those few years just kept knocking me off my feet. Like yeah. it was, um, well, after my uh, divorce, it was like, who am I not as a wife? Um, after my mom no longer knew me like that was a, like heartbreaking beyond belief um then i lost my dad and i just really been getting to know him we were my sisters and i were so close to my mom and my dad was always you know the typical middle class family of the time stay-at-home mom and working dad and so we never really got to know him but the gift of my mom's alzheimer's was we got to know my dad those last few years mm. and so you know, it was losing him. And then my kids both grown and off to university. It was, I was losing all these roles that I had so identified with. I'd been a stay at home mom and, um, you know, wife and daughter. And so once we start losing these roles and I think, you know, people find this too, when, when they've really identified with their career and they get downsized or they retire, um, it's like, who am I now? Uh, if I'm not that, that thing I thought I was, like I, I was so identified with that, who am I? And I had, we play these roles so well, like we develop our own idea of what that role is and we sink into them and, and we think, well, you know, a good mother does this, a good father does this, a good spouse does this, you know, a good employee does this, a good daughter or son does this. And we start to hide pieces of ourselves so we can, um, fit what we think and what we've been told. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you're really great at this, you should do this. So we hide something of ourselves. Well, I guess I'm supposed to do that because somebody said I should. Yeah. Um, especially people who mean a lot to us, our parents and our teachers. And so it, it became this real journey of who am I? And, and travel was always one of those things. Like since I was like 16, I thought I really want to travel. And when I was 19, I had wanted to go backpacking around Europe, but mm -hmm. I couldn't find anybody to do it with me. And I was mm -hmm. too afraid to do it alone. And so I got to this point in my life where it was like, I'm not waiting for anybody else. If they want to come with me, great, but I'm still going whether they want to or not. And it was just kind of this coming back into myself and, and coming back into my heart, because that's where our heart always knows and our soul always knows what's best for us. And I think our heart is the doorway to our soul. So our soul only wants what's best for us. And, and we hear that in our heart. We're constantly given messages. 
we hear lyrics in a song, we hear, you know, read something in a book, we, our emotions speak to us, but we, we ignore them. And when we're happy, we're in alignment with our soul. And when we're not, we're doing the opposite. So I started looking at all that sort of thing. And um, it became a, a journey from recognizing these messages I was getting, uh, and we all get, you know, noticing them, believing them, then trusting them. And then now I'm at a place where I just know it. Like there's no question. It's yeah. just a knowing now. Yeah, that's, that's, it's really inspiring. Uh, and I just, it's, it's so interesting, like the experience that you went through, you found yourself kind of, like you said, identifying with all of these roles and then asking yourself the question, who am I? And in order to find out the answer to that question, you sold your house, got rid of most of your belongings and, and essentially shed all of those identities as well. Well, I want to correct you there because that's not, that's the product byproduct of finding myself. Yes. That wasn't, that wasn't how I found myself. Yeah. I had already done that. So that shedding all that was easy because I'd already done it. <laughs> like when it got, it, it, the hardest part is the decision to yeah. do it. And it's just before you make the decision to do it. It's that, that. Oh, can I really do this? Is this really what I want to do? Because if I do this, things are going to start to change. Okay. So I had done that so many times that every time got a little easier and a little easier. And then when it got to the point of all those what ifs like, and settling into two years and five years, and why do I have to have a timeline? I'll just come home when I'm ready. Getting rid of my stuff was probably some of the easiest things I've ever done. Like I was just ready to let it go. I didn't need it. I was going. I'm glad you made that distinction because it, because it, because it is a big difference. Like it, it wasn't yeah. in that doing that you've, you've, you've made the decision first and because of the decision, you were then able to let go of those things. Yes. That's what I'm hearing yeah. you say. Yeah. Yes. And that's absolutely. a big, it's a big distinction. It wasn't that you, you know, gave everything up and then found yourself. It was flip-flopped and I, yeah, right. I'm, I'm glad that you made that distinction. So, yeah. so here's the question you, you've been asking yourself, who am I? And I want to ask you, who is Carolyn? Hmm. How do you define it? Um, and I think that's the problem. We define, we try to define who we are. And I think I am just someone who follows her heart. And I think when we do that, we are connected with our soul. And that's then we're living our purpose. Like we're showing up in the world fully as ourselves. It's such a great answer because, I, you know, and I didn't mean to do it on purpose, but like I'm trying to pull you back into an identity. And that's exactly what yeah. you, it's exactly what you're doing, right? Is like just recognizing I'm someone who follows my heart. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I don't I don't have an identity. Like even, you know, calling myself a writer and a copywriter and a coach right. and, and, you know, I think when, when people hear those, they think, oh, I know what a coach is. I know yeah. what a writer does. I know yeah. what a copywriter is. And yes, there's, there's a sameness about those. But I think, you know, what attracts us to one coach over another or one book over another um, is the human, the, the spirit, the soul, the essence yeah. of the person coming through. Um, that's, that's the decision we make. It's not, it's the feeling you feel in your heart when you're looking at this is what I teach in, in copywriting. Um, like I help people create websites that, that 
um, attract their dream clients. And what you're doing is you're speaking to their heart. Yes, you know, people who are looking for a specific kind of coaching, they're all looking for um, a coach and they're all looking for uh, someone to solve their problem. But where does that problem originate? It originates in their heart. They have a feeling that something is missing. So when they look at a website and they feel a connection, that's what they're connecting with. You know, it's not, it's, it's not the identity of the coach. It's the essence of the person. Well, so speaking of writing and copywriting, and also speaking of these ideas that you've been living in the last five and a half months and before that, you've been listening to your heart and you've talked about how the heart is essentially the gateway to the soul. And you wrote a book to help people do that. And uh, for those listening, you're not, you can't see what I'm holding up, but Carolyn wrote a book. I got it too. Oh, yeah. We love, <laughs> there you go. love notes from your soul. So this is a fabulous book that, that you wrote um, about a year or two ago. And I'd love to just hear a little summary about the book. Yeah, it started as it was, it was part of a part of the whole journey. It was, um, I was meditating every day and one day it was November, 2019, this idea popped into my head is because I was always asking, asking my heart, asking my soul, asking whatever realms are out there, what do I need to know right now? And I was hearing things, um, you know, you're right where you're meant to be. You are loved. Everything is perfect. Things like that. And, um, it was so comforting and, early November 2019, this idea popped into my head to write these down and share them with people. Mm -hmm. And that was a really scary idea. It was an exciting idea. I thought, well, that'd be really fun. But it was a really scary idea because for a number of reasons. One, I was only talking about business stuff. So all of a sudden, I'm going to start talking about your soul. That didn't seem <laughs> in keeping with, you know, how to write copy, how to bring your, your you know, ideal client. So it was coming out of the spiritual closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. And then it was, um, I had also at one point done um, free writing prompts and it was one a week and I did it for almost two years and that became a chore. And I didn't want to take on something like my idea was share something every day. Thought, That's a big ask because I knew how much doing it once a week was. So. Mm -hmm. And I'd also known that I jumped on ideas before and regretted it. So I thought, I'm going to let this simmer because this is a big ask. And, um, and a couple of weeks later, it was still an exciting idea. And I thought, okay, well, what am I going to say? So I started writing down mm -hmm. what I was hearing. And I think we all have this ability to hear what our soul is saying, but I was tuned in. I had gone through the steps to get to the point yeah. where I was hearing who I was and, and getting inner wisdom. And so I started writing more down and then I thought, well, is this just my inner wisdom? Who's going to want to hear this? And I realized when I was looking through them, this is wisdom for everyone. And, and my belief is we are like a collective of beings. We are, we are a, a soul with a body rather than a body with a soul. And I think we're all this collective of souls. So mm -hmm. I started realizing that this is wisdom for anybody. This isn't meant just for me. So I started putting them out um, and I thought, you know, does anybody want to hear this? So I started promoting it just mid-December for January start and I had people signing up and then, and I had a number, you know, already 
ready to go, but I had to keep up with it too. So right, right. one a year, people can still get this on my website. So you get one love note a year. These are love notes from your soul. Uh, one love note a day for an entire year. And then November 2020, the idea popped into my head, put these in a book <laughs> and put it in a book by Christmas. So, <laughs> yeah. so okay. And, and so I just picked 52, it's actually 53. So it'd be one, one a week. And then I added my photographs to it as I was always um, taking photographs on my travels. And what I've been noticing is I was drawn to pictures of windows and doors. And I was also noticing the more whole I was becoming, the more my photographs were changing. Mm. So first I was drawn to windows and doors that were closed, shut tight, peeling paint. And gradually I was taking pictures of doors and windows that were partly open and then gradually fully open. And then I was realizing I was taking pictures from the inside looking out. Wow. So some of these pictures of windows and doors are in the book as well. So, um, yeah, so, so these, if anybody listening wants to get some free ones, they're on my website and, uh, and the book is on Amazon. Yeah, so these windows and doors and kind of the condition that they're in and the perspective that you're taking them from essentially took shape like as you went through that process. That's, that was so profound. Yeah, and I wasn't, I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't yeah. looking for, oh, I feel bad and sad and oh, this, this window looks like what re yeah. represents me. It was, it was, I think that, you know, your soul is always trying to speak to you. So mm -hmm. I, I was noticing what I was noticing without controlling it. So my eye would be drawn to something. Oh, that's nice. So I'd take a picture of it. So it was me watching the evolution of my inner self through the outer representation of the windows and doors. Yeah. Yesterday I was walking through Lisbon and I was thinking, what am I drawn to these days? Like I'm not interested in the windows and doors as much as I was. And I realized yesterday walking through Lisbon, I was taking pictures of entire buildings. Like the, yeah. I was like, ah, the whole. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole. Well, Love Notes from Your Soul is a fabulous book. It's great for uh, that daily inspiration. You, you need a nudge uh, and, and some help kind of listening to your soul and, and hearing those messages and, and learning to trust your intuition. Carolyn, this has been so amazing to hear about your journey. I can't wait to continue to follow you and see where you go. I mean, you're just getting started five and a half months in and, you know, this is an indefinite thing. And, and you know, you've shared with the listeners today that home truly is where the heart is. And, yeah. and that's just, you know, we, we've all heard that before, but it's just so nice to be able to to really understand and feel what that what that's like for somebody. Uh, I want to ask you if there are people that are, you know, kind of experiencing maybe some of the things that you experienced with the role identification and, you know, just like maybe having trouble hearing that inner voice. What, what advice do you have for them? I would say start, start just noticing what's around you. What are the messages that, um, that you're, you're getting. Um, I used to do one of the things that really helped me tune in and trust that I was being helped, that I had the messages I need. Cause so often we, we go to our friends and what should I do? What should I do? And we take their advice and oh, I don't know, that didn't feel right. And I don't know. So you ask somebody else and what should yeah. I do? And they give advice. And so we have all the answers inside and, um, and I don't think, people need to travel to find the answers. I think travel offers a lot of really great, um, like numerous things. But I think if anytime we're looking to somebody else for the answer or something else for the answer, you don't need to, that you have the answers inside. So one of the things that I used to do and I still do 
and that really helped me were intuitive walks. And mm. I, I know I've shared some with you before, Scott, but what I would do is like be conscious while I'm walking. Cause so often we're just walking and we're like, Oh, there's something, there's something we're in our head. What do I have to do today? And I've got this problem and we're just in our head trying to figure it out. And while we're walking though, our eyes are being drawn to different things. And, and if you're not conscious of them, you're not noticing what your eyes being drawn to. So I would go on these intuitive walks where I would be noticing what I was noticing. So I'd be walking along, my eye would be drawn to something. And I think, what do you have to say to me? You know, what's the message here? And if it was nothing, I'd okay, keep walking, walking, my eye would be drawn to something else. And, you know, what, what message is there? And, and inevitably, there would be something that would pop to mind, either a memory or like a little message I would kind of hear in my head or a feeling or something which would remind me of something else. Mm. And I would just let myself find these, notice these things. And it's what I use now when I'm out for walks you know, in a new city. It's, it's you know, do I need to go that way? No, don't, doesn't feel right that way. Okay, go another way. Where am I going next? Okay, this is where I want to go next. So that was that's a real good, um, an easy thing to practice that yeah. you don't have to leave your home other than you would go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, it's yeah. interesting because uh, as I had pulled out your book, I thought to myself, I'm just going to flip through here while we're on the call and pick a page and just yeah. for listeners, just give them an example. But the page that I picked, it was page 49. And that page says, trust your intuition. It's the one way I'm speaking to you. Love your soul. And that fits perfectly with what you just said. Carolyn, yes, at some yes. point, they are going to make a movie about your life. And I want to know who the actress is going to be that's going to play you in that movie. Well, I love that you ask people this. And it's funny, a few years ago, we I had this conversation with some girlfriends of mine. And they unanimously said that Emma Thompson would be the awesome. person to play you. I love it. <laughs> Emma Thompson. Okay, what's the name of your movie going to be? Freedom within, the courage to trust your heart. Wow. Freedom within, the courage to trust your heart. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here. For those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope that Carolyn's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you so much for listening. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate the opportunity and I always love talking with you.